0: Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Nora Everett is a retired CEO and board chair of Principal Funds, which is a business of the Principal Financial Group. Uh, she has also helped co fund Principals Women's Network for Leaders, and she's also chaired Principals Diversity Council. Nora, thank you for joining us today. Sure, happy to be here, Mike. So I just gave a very brief, quick rundown of of your background. Um, for the sake of those listening at at home or wherever they may be listening to the their new favorite podcast, um, do you want to give us a little more a little more about yourself? Sure, would love to.
1: Um, my Actually, my first job out of law school was my first exposure to crisis management when I joined a Washington, D.C. law firm that specialized in helping companies in financial trouble. Um, and some of them were really big companies like United Press International, UPI, who had literally run out of cash. They couldn't pay their bills they needed legal help to survive by reorganizing bankruptcy, and as a team, we stepped in and helped them through um, that crisis of, of literally running out of cash. From there, my husband and I moved back to Iowa to raise our kids a little closer to a big family uh, here in central Iowa, and I took a job as a lawyer at the Principal Financial Group. Um, And over the next 25 years or so, I had the opportunity to take on a lot of different leadership roles. First as a lawyer, I led our merger and acquisition team. That's a team that was buying and selling companies on behalf of principal, led our litigation team. And then in early 2008, in March of 2008, I made the biggest move of my career and transitioned from a lawyer to a business leader taking on responsibility for Principal's mutual fund business and and that team. And then finally, ultimately, in early 2015, I took on responsibility at Principal for all of our U.S. retirement businesses.
0: So quite an impressive uh, resume there. You, you mentioned the, uh, the the job in D.C. Was that your first one out of college, the crisis one? Oh.
1: The crisis was my first job out of law school.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the real world, right? <laughs> Nothing exactly. like stepping into full-blown exactly. crisis first first time out. I thought selling ads out of college was bad.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that I found about working in a crisis setting is just you learn so much so quick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the best ways, unfortunately, uh, to learn a lot about a business from the back end
0: right right and and hold on to that thought too because we'll probably come back to that here a little bit later um, so with the crisis job and then the the transition you mentioned um, from that into from lawyer into the business leadership role I'm sure you faced quite a few challenges uh, and for the sake of this podcast we'll probably only touch on maybe one or two um, but talk about some of the the times that you, you know, you faced challenges and you were just like, uh, w- there's there's just there's no way that I'm going to make it through this. And, and our teams we are we're, we're done for. We're toes. Talk about some of those and, and what you did to make it through.
1: Sure. Well, for me, it was definitely the Great Recession um, of 2008 and 2009. I was brand new to my role leading the mutual fund business when the U.S. financial system started to fall apart Um, we can look back now and see how those dominoes fell but certainly in real time at the time in 2008 and coming into 2009 nobody knew how this was going to play out Uh, nobody knew how this was going to end and we had major financial institutions that were failing um, or, or being rescued Stock markets, as many of us remember, plummeted about 40 percent. And the other unique thing about this crisis for all of us, anybody, was liquidity disappeared, um, which meant that even the safest assets, even the safest assets were losing value or were at risk for Mm -hmm. losing value and, and weren't trading. Then there weren't enough buyers to meet seller demand as people and institutions rushed into cash So at principal funds, the businesses I was responsible for, our revenue was tied directly to that market. So we lost very quickly about two thirds of our earnings. And understandably, in that moment, and it was a long moment, there was a lot of fear. Uh, There was a lot of anxiety, not just for our employees, but for our customers, our shareholders, our investors, our 401k participants. So it was absolutely, for me, the biggest challenge I took on as a
0: leader and yeah what a what a, what a time i mean I, I remember that when i was in a different role as a property manager for homeowner associations and just watching how quickly that changed everything was just it, it was it was crazy to think about and like you say you know hindsight's 2020 so you know hopefully being able to to take from those lessons uh, during that time, but yeah, when you're in the thick of something like that, which we'll we'll talk about too, being in the thick of it now, it's it's kind of hard to see. What did they say? It's hard to see the forest through the trees. Yeah,
1: and 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 it's hard. It, it is at times it's hard to keep perspective mm-hmm. when you're right in the middle, needing to deal with fires and twenty four seven. That we will get through this too.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. You, you just mentioned those challenges. What were some of the things that you did or implemented with your team to kind of help um, help come overcome the, the emotional baggage that comes with that? You know, what were some of the things that you that you did to, to keep morale up, to keep pushing forward uh, with your team during that time?
1: So there was a number of ways we, the senior team and I, looked at uh, leading in this, in this moment. The first thing we did was focus on this question, uh, where will this crisis, as le- at least as much of this crisis as we understand, likely have the greatest impact on us and our customers? Because we needed to create our own roadmap. There wasn't a roadmap for this. There wasn't precedent um, for anybody in, in the industry. So we worked very quickly to identify what are the new risks coming out of this for us? Where do we need to pivot business as usual? Where, where will business as usual not work anymore? And then we knew we needed to create some contingency plans. Examples for us, uh, in that, in that particular crisis were, uh, we triggered investment withdrawal limitations because we knew with that lack of liquidity, Valuations were going to be distorted, and we needed to protect all of our customers, all of our shareholders. We mapped out contingency plans for money market funds, one of the safest asset classes in on in the plan on the planet, because highly rated companies like Lehman and like AIG were starting to falter, and money market funds in this country were invested in those companies. So that was an example of no precedent for this, but needing to put contingency plans together. The other thing I would say, and this is with some hindsight, but importantly for us, we stayed on offense. We really worked hard to keep our teams, our customer facing teams, our sales teams, our marketing teams, and our product development teams. We worked hard to keep them focused on their jobs. So that we wouldn't just fall back on defense and lose that momentum. And we made some tough decisions at the time with regard to continuing investments, even with those earnings hits on technology, we continued to double down and increase our sales, our investment in our sales teams. Those were tough decisions at the time that within with hindsight were really, really important to our success coming out of the crisis. And then the final thing I'll say, and I know you've heard this probably from every leader is. We knew we needed to communicate constantly. Mm-hmm. People needed to see us. they needed to hear us. Uh, and in tough times it's sometimes you don't have all the answers. Uh, you don't it, there's so much uncertainty that sometimes a natural reaction for a leader is to kind of huddle hunkered down until you have those answers. And what we forced ourselves to do is go out. I mean, we needed to have command of the facts at our fingertips. But we also needed, and and this is what I thought we did really well at the principal, is needed to admit when we didn't have the answers. But just as importantly, admit what we couldn't control. In other words, one of the things that was causing so much anxiety from my perspective was lack of control. So then getting our teams to focus on what we could control. We couldn't control the equity markets. We couldn't control our stock price here are the things we can control. And that was really empowering for our teams. Um, but, but you need that constant communication and clarity around, here's our plan. It might change tomorrow, but here's our plan today. Here's, how, here's why we're doing what we're doing, because sometimes it was a tough decision or tough news, And that in and of itself, even though it was really, really tough, was empowering to say, here's what we can control. Here's what we're going to do. Recognizing that we were going to have to be nimble, and continue to evolve because those dominoes, we, we didn't know exactly how things were going to play out.
0: And now being a leader in those times and having to make those tough calls, tough decisions um, can probably drain your energy pretty quick, I would say. Uh, so what are some of the things, Nora, that you did to kind of offset that so you could be a strong leader for your team, for the organization, Um, You know, people talk about meditation. Some people talk about, you know, a fine bottle of tour wine, um, you know, listening to music, whatever, you know, fishing, being on the lake. Obviously, some of that stuff we can't do nowadays. But what what were some of the things that you did during that crisis to kind of, again, help offset some of the issues that you were dealing with?
1: That is such a great question. I'm glad you're asking about optimism because it was such, and it is such a key part of leadership DNA. And there was always a balance between being credible with regard to the harsh reality. I mean, that being credible, not being Pollyannish, but having that optimism that we will get through this and we will get to the other side of this. For me on a personal level, Uh, my high school and college athletic experience actually kicked in, um, knowing that I needed to stay, I needed to be an effective leader, I needed to stay physically and mentally strong. And this was going to be a long haul. This wasn't going to be a week or a month or a quarter. Uh, And so creating enough of that for myself, bringing that energy and that resilience and that optimism I knew was important. Um, The other thing that was helpful to the team was making sure that we quickly sorted through the noise that we helped everybody sort through the noise, constant news cycles, opinions from everybody. Mm -hmm. Many, many of those folks having not, not having the expertise we needed. And then this general sense of panic. So that idea that we would focus on what mattered to us and our customers and giving back that control again, that fed into that optimism, having something to do that you could control, um, really empowered and impacted people and gave them a sense of duty that then created that optimism that, that we're going to get through this financial crisis.
0: And now shifting gears from the financial crisis to the COVID-19 pandemic that we're currently in. Um, I know you're, you're living the retired life now, but, um, and, and they also say hindsight is twenty twenty. 20 uh, So for you know maybe some people that are, are new into their leadership roles or having that transition like you did you know, fresh out of uh, law school or college or whatever it may be for the folks listening and stepping right into those leadership roles during times of crisis, if you had three, and you may have given a couple of them already, but if you had you know two to three lessons that you learned um, that you can apply or help someone else apply to today's crisis, what would they be?
1: Well, the first thing I'd say is, and again, this is from my own personal experience, that my life outside of work, especially my family, really helped me keep perspective during those times that I was in, in the trenches 24-7. Uh, that, that optimism, that perspective, was I was getting that from outside the job. So I just think it's really important to, to keep those touch points, even though it feels like you don't have enough time. We all renew our batteries differently. For me, um, it was finding quiet time away, even if just for a moment um, with a book or a walk where I could re-energize. And even in those darkest days, um, I really found it healthy to find a reason to have a chuckle. Um, Just just finding those moments that help you re-energize. The other thing I would say, the last thing I would say is, and this is this gift um, in in a somewhat twisted way, the gift that a crisis can give you is when we were working together as teams um, through this really tough time, it created a remarkable bond with colleagues. I mean, it's like so many other places where, where times are tough. It can bring this amazing bond to a team and it can also trigger some really cool creativity. So what I would, what I would encourage leaders to think about is how can you as a leader foster during this time of crisis, that bonding with your teams, with the folks that you're leading and, and how can you create this place where even in the dark days, we get this, this creativity um, that helps you navigate through the challenging times, but it also brings that a little, a little bit of joy to, um, some really tough, tough assignments.
0: Nora, thank you for, uh, sharing your time and your experiences with us. Uh, it's been, it's been great talking to you. Um, like I said, I know we wanted to, to keep this relatively short so you can go about your, your day. I'm sure that even though retired, I'm sure quite a few people are probably still reaching out to you, asking for advice, seeking counsel, um, based on the, the positions you've held. So I'm sure you probably still have quite a bit on your plate. So, again, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Stay healthy and uh, take care. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit DSMPartnership.com.